0: oh my gosh pete i got this cough going on so excuse me if i i'll try and get through this here
1: tiny t got a tiny tim thing going on To can play that game
0: hey i'm pete Steele, and i'm andrew miller welcome to two can play that game the podcast for people who have one friend if you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. No, it's not. Definitely not for you. You thought it was, but you made a mistake. You, you're looking. Yeah, like I understand now.
1: your confusion. You know what I mean. Yep. Uh, you're probably surfing the web, looking for board game uh, podcasts. You're like, what are what you know? What's a podcast that me and my 20 friends would like to <laughs> all get together and listen to in the in my parents' uh, basement? You know what I mean. <laughs> Slam some uh, Fanta
0: you know right those people with uh, 20 friends always just like just just always living in their parents basement got nothing going for 20
1: beanbag just... chairs downstairs you know what i mean <laughs> just, they Losers. go to the container store or something like that i don't know where you get uh, 20 bean i don't know i've never bought a beanbag chair in my life uh, uh probably at uh, hot spencer's hot spencer's yeah you get one with a uh, weed leaf and uh a character from Ice Age on it or whatever. It's like the <laughs> it's like the squirrel from Ice Age, but instead of an acorn, it's like a big weed leaf. You can get that yeah. at Hot Spencers. Um, right. But anyway, uh, now that you know, I we've actually given you kind of a peek, sneak peek into the what the podcast sounds like. But you gotta turn it off now if you have more than one friend. You know what I mean? That's right. We That's were kind of right. talking and- directly to you, but now is where we kind of draw the line and say, you know, if you if you like what you hear come back to us lose some of those friends get back to us
0: right right i'm turning myself facing you and now i'm facing all these people who just have one friend over here on this side of the room
1: huge sea of our fans Woo! <laughs> you know going crazy because you finally turned around to them you know what i mean it's like a concert <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know what i mean right.
0: hello one frienders
1: hello yeah. one frienders
0: <laughs> they just go nuts yeah <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, Andrew, we're going to be doing some board game talking today, huh?
0: Yeah, we are. We are. And of course, we're talking two player board games and one specific game today that we are talking about is called Mr. Jack.
1: Right. Mr. Jack, baby. Oh, well, it's just called Mr. Jack. It's not Mr. Jack, baby, but maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they make a baby a Mr. Jack, baby. Mr. Jack Jr., you know, like Monopoly Jr., but it's Mr. Jack, baby. Yeah. Mr. And Jack, it's about a, baby a very mr jack boss baby and it's about a a, an extremely high functioning serial killer baby (laughs) it's chucky from child's play essentially that's right that's what i'm trying to say um
0: pete if you had to sum up the game mr jack in one sentence how would you do it one sentence explanations Good question, Andrew.
1: So I got one sentence to sum this game up, right? I'm going to say Perfect. it's a game of full contact guess who, where you can dodge, evade, and block your opponent's attempt to narrow down the choices.
0: Oh, I like that. Full con- It is full contact <laughs> guess who.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like guess who is just like, hey, is your guy have brown hair? And you're like, and you got to say yes or no. But what if you could say like, Throw sand at them. You know what I mean. When they ask you that, and they go, you know what I mean, and they they can't ask you any more questions, or you got to move on. It's kind of like that. It's like it's like you're a squid and you just squirt ink at them and
0: run away. You know. Yeah, it's very squid-like this game. Andrew, how about you? (laughs) Well, if I had to sum this up in one sentence, I would say that Mr. Jack is a game that proves that law enforcement can catch the bad guys simply by playing a game of hide and seek. That's uh, yeah. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah kind
1: of a simple it's kind of a simplified uh arrest procedure in this one you know what i
0: mean <laughs> it's like well if, if you're standing in the shadows i can't arrest you that's all, you know? <laughs>
1: I, yeah it's a good point i like I, and i like how uh the, it, at the end of the game is just a, a cop going like hey i know who you are now and you're under arrest and then that's and then like the guy goes to jail you know what i mean <laughs> yes it's like, ah, oh, schnucks, oh, sh- 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 you know what I mean? I can't believe you found
0: out who I am. Well, off to jail with me, you know. Hold on, Pete. I just I just thought of something. What if some people out there have never played this game before? You think we should tell them a little bit about the game, a little bit more maybe than we just did? Nope. Anyway, moving on. No, just
1: kidding. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. They might be scratching their head out there, Andrew, going, what are they talking about? Serial killer babies, you know, cops arresting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, look outside your window, folks. It's today's age. You know what I mean. Just being one of those guys, just saying like the, the world's crazy right now. Um, anyway, actually, crime is down uh, all over uh, for oh, really? like the past decade or something like that. I think I think crime reached its peak in the eighties. I want to say, Hoo-hoo, baby, oh, that's man, true. I'm not prepared for this conversation, but that is true. <laughs> um, it, which is statistics. which is to say, you know, everybody tries to scaremonger the citizens of this country into thinking that they're going to get murdered tomorrow, but actually the homicide rates are down ever since the <laughs> 80s or whatever. So anyway, right. uh, Andrew, that is to say, this is a deduction-based logic game, essentially, where one person plays a, a set of detectives, essentially, or the law, however you want to, you know, whatever the nebulous thing that is, you know what I mean? Um, right. And then the other person is playing what we assume to be Jack the Ripper. They don't directly say it's Jack the Ripper, but it it takes place in Whitechapel, which is the district that Jack the Ripper worked in. Worked in. That's bad. Worked in, yes. Oh, my God. So, hey, hey, what do you do for work? Oh, I murder uh, prostitutes. You know what I mean? So, Jack (laughs) the Ripper, of course, famously killed at least—was uh, linked to the murder of at least five prostitutes and then uh, mutilated them. Very terrible stuff. Uh, so great great stuff for a game, you know what I mean, Andrew? <laughs> One of sorry. you has to be that person, essentially, and you have to help them escape the law, so have fun with that. And then the other person tries to get them. Uh, but the thing is, there is a cast of characters. I can't remember how many, like eight or something like that. And That's every game—50? 50? <laughs> No, it's Every,
0: eight, you remember, because there are four cards in the first round and four cards in the second round, so it ends up being eight. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, well yeah, done. Right.
1: Okay, Mr. Memory, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm kind of a Sherlock you,
0: Holmes type over here, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I said about you. I'm kind of a Watson, kind of in the back going, yeah, I keep doing that, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> just bumbling bumbling around, eating cookies or something like that, and then you slap my hand. Is that something the Watson would do? Anyway... <laughs> Uh, I don't really watch a lot of BBC, Andrew. Sorry, just mm. listen to the old podcast from them. Know what I mean?
0: I assume BBC is like fifty percent Sherlock Holmes uh, dramatizations.
1: Exactly, and um, the thing is, uh, there is no one character that's that is Jack the Ripper. It could be in the story of the game. It is one of the known characters. Um, Could even be Sherlock Holmes, for that matter, because they say that he is impersonating them, quote unquote, which is to say at the start of every game, the person playing Jack the Ripper, you know, uh, randomly draws a card and then they and then that person's um, token or whatnot is representative of Jack the Ripper impersonating that person. So it could be, you know, just some guy. It could even be like um, the, the sergeant of the police, Sergeant Goodley. And like so you know that that person is actually Jack the Ripper, but the inspector has to figure it out, has to parse it out over the course of the game.
0: It's kind of similar to Clue. I, I, I assume yeah. that a lot of people out there have played Clue, in just that there's a cast of characters, one of them did a murder, you're just trying to figure out who it was. But obviously the way you figure it out is a lot different than Clue.
1: Right. And, uh, and the reason that it's deduction is because you are essentially, at the end of every round, you're asking a question, and ideally it is like, lowering the amount of possible people it could be, essentially. Uh, And the actual mechanic of the game is that you kind of do a a draft of cards, essentially, a snake draft of of cards, if you will. And uh, you choose which character you want to move on a given turn. And each character can move, but also usually can do some sort of secret power, basically. Everybody has a unique power they can do. And so you're trying to figure out who you want to move, which power you want to trigger and how it can benefit you basically. So if you are the detective, you kind of want to you every every single round you want to try to split everybody and you want to split the the possible suspects in half basically. You want to rule out half the suspects, you know what I mean? Um and if you are uh Jack the Ripper, you kind of want to keep everybody together and make it so that they can't rule anybody out. Uh, and the main yep. mechanic for that is at the end of every round, the, the, the detectives asks, hey, Jack the Ripper, are, can you be seen? And, which means are you either standing on the board within the light of a uh, you know, street lamp, or are you standing next to somebody who would be able to see you? And the person has to say yes or no, or, or seen or unseen, you know what I mean? And then if, if the detective has done their job well... They can rule people out with the answer to that. And if the Jack the Ripper has done their job well, then, the you know, maybe the detective can only rule out one person or something like that. And then if you can last eight rounds um, and the, the detective still hasn't been able to catch up to somebody and, and make an accusation that's correct, you win. Or if you can actually find a way to get to one of the exits on the board, you know, without drawing suspicion, you can win, too. Um, and obviously you win on the detective side if you can figure out who it is and then get your piece over, get any of the pieces over to that piece and capture it, basically say that they are the, the killer. And that, uh, kinda, yeah.
0: that ending part kind of reminds me of Clue too, where if you know who it is, you have to go to the center room of the mansion and declare who yeah. you think the murderer was. It's the same thing. You might know who did it, but you have to move a piece over to them and, and declare, hey, you're Jack.
1: Yep. And I and there's there's that moment in, in Clue or Cluedo if you are from uh, overseas. Did you know that uh, a lot of uh, f- other countries call Clue Cluedo? No. Yeah, that's it's wow. interesting. That's wild. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I don't know why because they didn't have the rights to the word Clue or something. Who knows? Uh, but uh, <laughs> but in, in the U.S., you know, it's called Clue, and and in like Britain and everywhere else, it's called Cluedo. Um, but. Uh, just like in Cluedo, um, there there can be that moment where everyone kind of looks up and goes, "Wait, we all know what we need to know right now, and it's just a race now to see <laughs> right. who can, you know." So uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, it's a pretty cool one, um, there, Andrew. There,
0: oh, sorry, I was going to say good. There are a couple other cool little mechanics in there too. Like uh, Pete mentioned, the street lights. You know, uh, as the game goes on, you start removing street lights out of there, so it gets harder and harder to stay in the light um uh there are some manhole covers you know and characters can kind of like warp pipes you know you can pop down one and pop up another one it definitely reminded me of this board game that i had when i was a kid that i played the heck out of it was a ninja turtles board game and you could go down in the sewer and pop up in another sewer wow uh, that's all i was thinking the whole time we were playing this game i was like oh this is just like ninja turtles
1: Yeah. Yeah. The inclusion of the sewers is such an interesting idea, but it makes sense (laughs) because it's all about like evasion and stuff. And so it it does add a whole another element that you can, basically it helps you get like zoom across the board. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's one of the cool parts of the game that is mobility based and can really help you change the positions of everyone on the board. You know what I mean? Which makes it a dynamic game.
0: The game is all about the special powers that the people have, too, because one person's special powers that they can cover up certain manhole covers, or one person can move the lampposts around. Um, right. Some people can—Miss Stealthy can move more spaces, and um, uh, the the police sergeant Goodley can can move other characters closer to him. So there's all kinds of interesting things there that are going on. So uh, right. I think it's just—it has a lot of different uh, things to think about, you know, when it's your turn.
1: Right. It is that um, it is that classic dynamic in games that I that I love essentially, which is there's randomness because on any given round you're going to actually draw four random cards, and then those are the people that you have access to to, to be during that round or to uh, you know to choose during that round. Um, and then once you have that information that just pops up out of nowhere, you then have to think about and figure out what the best use of that information would be, how to apply that information in the most logical way. So, yeah. Thrilling, I know when I put it that way, but uh that's <laughs> I, that, that that is what I love about it, so. Yes. It's good. But Andrew, okay, we're kind of giving away that we like this one already, Andrew. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Give me a little bit history on what this game even was. <laughs> Give me a little <laughs> Give me a little history on uh, the game since it was a glint in the creator's eye, you know what I mean?
0: Uh Uh-huh, so we're going to back it up a little bit here is what you're saying, right? That's right. Back, back, back it up, Andrew. Okay, so let's get into the history here. Um, This game was published in 2006 and created by Bruno Catala, who we've heard from before.
1: Ooh, Uh, Bruno.
0: Yeah, in partnership with Ludovic Malblanc. I'm um, not sure I said Mal Blanc correctly. Bruno, uh, as we know, we, we've covered a couple of his games before, right? We covered Raptor, which was uh, fun. Kind of, that's kind of similar, actually, a little hide and seek uh, action yeah. going on in that one, and yeah. uh, and also, of course, Seven Wonders Duel at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. yep, yep, Some some big games. He's very prolific with his games. A lot of two player games, but it's like hundreds and hundreds of games he's published, right? Um, and uh, so he partnered up this time with uh, Ludovic Blanc. And uh, Ludo, as he calls him in his <laughs> interview that I read, uh, that's, that's apparently his friends call him Ludo. Uh, <laughs> he had this kind of vague idea, so this was his idea uh, for this game about moving from from darkness to light and different abilities that you would have if you were in the dark and the light, and right. that was it. That was that was the whole idea. And so he was talking to Bruno at a game convention in France, and uh, you know asked him to work it out with him, and so. It, Now, most of these games that we cover, we always say like, oh, the mechanic was first, and then the theme came. Apparently, the theme was the first thing that they came up with. He had this vague idea about like, hey, I want to be able to move from light to dark. Uh, And so they thought about oh, what theme would go with this? And that was the first thing they came up with. And for a while, Interesting. Yeah, for for a while, this game was vampire-themed, because it makes sense, you know, going from light to dark, and vampires don't like being in the light, they like being in the dark. Um, But uh, Bruno said that they didn't want too much quote too much blood in our game end quote so they went with a Jack the Ripper theme instead I, I just thought okay that was <laughs> yeah um, but although there is no murdering in this game so we'll, we'll say
1: that but yeah it, it's, a... it's almost Andrew like they didn't like they could have chosen any criminal you're right that is true <laughs> they hardly even they don't even mention the fact that he's a murderer and yet they did go. And set their game in Whitechapel and call it Mr. Jack. You're right. That is... That, that, yeah. That was a... One of
0: the most <laughs> notorious murderers around.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, this kind of led them to this hide-and-seek theme, and uh, that's, that's you know, they, they decided Jack the Ripper would fit with that kind of like in the shadows type of thing. Yeah. Um, and they, they did not intend, and you can tell from the game, they did not intend to make it historically accurate um, to the Jack the Ripper crimes. Uh, Sir William Gull, however, was a real suspect of the Whitechapel crimes. Uh, he was, really? Uh, yeah, he was like the uh, Queen's physician. Um, right. And there was like this conspiracy theory that that uh, Jack the Ripper was seeking revenge because someone in the royal family, we'll say, um, contracted something while visiting the Whitechapel district.
1: Interest. Uh, oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yes, the Whitechapel District, um, you know, had, had some, uh, uh, had, had a wide range of businesses, I would say, a diverse set yes. of businesses for any yes. kind of, uh, things you could, you could want.
0: So this was a big, the, they called this the Royal Theory. I did a little research in the, in the Jack, the real life Jack the Ripper, uh, crimes, but, um, but he's the only one, it, you know. Uh, obviously, Holmes and uh, Watson, uh, Lestrade; these are all fictional characters from literature. Um, and I guess in Sherlock, I'm not really a Sherlock Holmes person, but I guess in Sherlock Holmes books, um, he investigates Jack the Ripper. I'm not, you know, I know he had other. Oh, fictional, really? Fictional um, adversaries that he went up against. I'm not sure. There, I'm sure there must be. There's tons of Holmes stuff out there, but. Um, yeah, there's tons of other it. characters from the game. Jeremy Burt, apparently, comes from uh, a man named Jeremy Brett, who was an English actor who was known for playing Sherlock Holmes on TV. Oh, um, and the other characters are pretty much all made up. Miss Stealthy is not a real person. Um, Interesting. John, John Smith, not a real. That's just a very generic name, you know. Yeah. So it's funny that what they a went random with, assortment. <laughs> Of right, folks. <laughs> they went with one real person, some famous fictional people, and then other people who they just made up. So it's okay, just, it's very interesting. Instead of like the going with clue, like just making them all colors, they they uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty tight but, narrative. Yeah, but anyway, they uh, they purposefully were going for a game of uh, tactics rather than luck, and I definitely okay. think they succeeded with that one. Yeah, Um, and the special abilities were given a lot of thought. This is what they put the most time into. They said, Um, "Good," and this was to present the player with with a dilemma every time you. And I, you definitely feel that when you're playing. It's like, "Whoa!" You definitely do.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you're definitely like, "I could do this. I could do that. I could." What's you know? Yeah.
0: So there are a couple of Mister Jack extensions, or as we might call them expansions, but they're actually called Mister Jack extension um, out there that have been published, and they probably a British thing, probably right uh yeah they i'm not sure in one interview i read somebody asked why is this called mr jack extension and uh he said well we're both french and um oh it's a french thing i don't know (laughs) he just (laughs) that's what he said but i'm not sure if he was just making something i'm not i don't know i've seen other games that use extension so maybe it's just a (laughs) translation thing from other languages i don't know yeah um but the extensions do come with uh, new characters with new abilities, and they said after playing hundreds of times, they kind of came up with these other abilities. They're like, "Oh, what if somebody could do this?" So they made these extensions. Like, for yeah. instance, there's uh, like somebody who does the opposite of Sergeant Goodley, who instead of calling people towards him, it pushes them away. Kind of, it's like some huh. scary-looking guy. I like that. Um, yeah, I did a lot This is a fun story. I did a little research into the art. I know you love the art in in games, Pete. Yeah, I like it. The art in this game is by an artist named Piero, P-I-E-R-O. Yes, yes, yes. This is a French artist, and he was just a uh, really, I mean an artist, but a a board game enthusiast who loved playing um, another one of Bruno Catala's games, Shadows Over Camelot, which is another really popular game that he made. Yeah. And he wrote a letter to Bruno asking if it was all right if he drew his own knights for the game as a character of his friend. And Bruno said yes, and so then wow. Piero was so excited that he sent his drawings to Bruno, copy of his drawings to Bruno, and Bruno liked his work, and so when it came time to publish Mr. Jack, um, actually no companies wanted to publish it. They had this game, nobody really wanted to publish it.
1: Hmm.
0: I wonder why. And so so they printed 250 copies on their own, and they asked wow. Piero if he would do the artwork for free, and he said yes. And Whoa. so, Yeah. Now, of course, we know the game was a huge success. It got picked up by published by Hurricane Games. Yeah. And Gimme uh, the Give me, give me all, the end of this good story, Andrew. They've all since been paid for their work.
1: Now we're talking, baby. Now we're talking. <laughs> yes, yes, They're, yes. Pay your artists. Yes. That's great.
0: Handsomely paid. But I just thought that was interesting that he's not he was not a career like board game artist. It was just like, oh I know this guy. That's and,
1: awesome. You know. Yeah, I love that that's story. That's great. I mean, what a, yeah. you know, what a dream, honestly, to right. you know yeah. reach out to someone that you admire and show them your work, and not only do you get affirmation from them, you also eventually get money from them and future jobs. That's great. That that artist, by the way, Piero, I think I think he. Sh- I've seen him show up as the artist for a ton of games at this point. So I think yeah. he then went on to have like a very good career um in fact andrew there might be another game we play this season with artwork by Pietro. so uh you know Ooh. keep an eye out for that eagle eagle-eyed uh listeners
0: <laughs> that's right, they can see you um <laughs> so along with the extensions there are two spin off games mr jack in new york and uh mr jack pocket and both of yeah. these are standalone games
1: and actually, uh, Andrew, I, I don't know if you know this from your research, but they then have created a there is a newer game that wow. is credited to to these two creators because it is essentially the skeleton of Mr. Jack, but in a different setting and slightly different slightly different play mechanics, uh, called Le Phantom d'Opera um, the Phantom of the Opera. And wow it has some, so it's basically 80% this game. And then the, there's like 20% of it that is, that is different, but it's about like um, the Phantom of the Opera being in the opera house and scaring the prima Donna, you know, into leaving if, if, if too much time goes by and they can't catch, figure out, you know, who the um, Phantom of the Opera is and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, it seems like uh like you said with the vampires and all that you could you could kind of change the theme around change a few rules I, I see how they would do that that's interesting
1: i don't think i said vampires at all but now i'm thinking it baby
0: well no like uh, well never mind <laughs> earlier in the be, uh earlier the the original theme for this game was going to be vampires and then they decided uh, right be vampires. Yeah. right so, right right but right. phantom of the opera vampires mr J- I, and it all kind of fits it's kind of like shadowy figures you know
1: yes 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 yes
0: we were alluding to it earlier but this this is loosely based on jack the ripper and the Whitechapel crimes which um you know 11 women were murdered in london's east end from 1888 to 1891 over the course of three years um Mm. most people agree that only that jack the ripper was responsible for only five as pete said so you know he's really not that bad people come on Um, yeah he's
1: got to step up his uh his game no that's terrible (laughs) no no
0: the (laughs) But they never figured out who did any of these uh, any of these murders. You know, people were arrested and they let go for lack of evidence. But so I read a whole website about this because I was like, oh, I'm doing the history. I should probably you know know the real history behind this. And boy, I it was horrible and gruesome. And, yeah. and uh, it was it was right at the beginning of when they had cameras, so it was like some nasty mm. stuff out there. Uh, and it made me wonder. Um, too soon. You know, too soon to be making a board game about this. Uh, no. Good point. But, yeah, good point. No, but I mean, I, what if somebody made tried to make a board game about this in like 1895? You think they'd get canceled, Pete?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that. Uh, well, no, I mean, there's no social media, so I think that. Uh, oh, well, they point. might. They, they might. They might get their house burned down. It's like they didn't have like uh, social media. Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh collaboration or whatever back then, but they did have like we will literally kill you because there's a fifty <laughs> right. fifty chance I don't even go to jail for it. You know what I mean? Like uh right. <laughs> I think more people just got straight up killed back before right, there was yeah. like uh serious forensics and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So
0: so we should be thankful that we live in an age of cancel culture instead of
1: um, that is very true Andrew it's mopper. like if the worst if the worst that's happening to you from from like an entire group of people being angry at you is that uh, they don't you know they convince a a media company to like cut their ties with you or whatever it's like you know feel feel lucky that somebody didn't come through your house with a bunch of torches
0: <laughs> or something like that you know what right. I mean because that's what
1: they used to do you know
0: now it just it <laughs> yeah it just made me think that, uh, you know, this it's a fun game. But then when you start thinking about the reality of it all, it's like, whoa, geez, this is messed yeah. up. Yeah,
1: I yes, I am firmly in the camp of, hey, you know, maybe just choose a guy who stole a bike or something like that and is trying to get away. You know what I mean? <laughs> it definitely it definitely should not be Jack the Ripper. That is for sure.
0: Well, Pete, um, that's all the history I got for you. So can we get back uh, okay. to contemporary? Can we get back to contemporary times here? Let's
1: get back to real contemporary times, Andrew. I'm talking about the Internet, baby, the World Wide Web. And you can go ahead and review on this.
2: Review on this.
0: It's time for Review on This. This is the segment where Pete is going to read a person's review of the game that he found on the Internet. And uh, we're just going to sit back and assume what their life is like. Can't wait to hear the reviews of Mr. Jack, Pete.
1: Sounds good, Andrew. Now, these first four I'm going to read together, and I want you to tell me if you notice, Andrew, a thread that runs through all of them, okay? <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait.
0: This is fun. this, okay, so this person... is a review on this, a game inside of a review on this. Okay, I love it.
1: That's right. That's right. Okay, Andrew. Now, um, listen up. Get e- get it. Become one of our eagle-eyed listeners, Andrew. Um, <laughs> this person gave it a 2 out of 10, and they said, quote, a theme I was looking forward to but there just isn't much here. This person gave it a 2 out of 10. They said, I understand that the dark theme would make some people uncomfortable, but that is no excuse to bubble it up with cartoon renditions. Simply put, the artwork does not match the theme whatsoever. This person gave it a 4 out of 10. They said, also, Mr. Jack is a hopelessly lame title. If the publishers were too scared to even allude to Jack the Ripper's crimes, then they should have based it on a Sherlock Holmes mystery, perhaps involving the mysterious disappearance of a pound note. And then this person gave it a 5 out of 10, and they said, theme is awesome, game is not. Andrew, what's your guess, Andrew? <laughs> what what all of these people seem to be saying, essentially.
0: Um, they want more murder? Uh, they they want murderers.
1: more murder, Andrew. <laughs> there's all four of these people and more. There's tons of these people in the review for this <laughs> game and they're all saying, "Hey, there's not enough serial killer mentioning in this. I want more <laughs> serial killing in this game." It's too, you know what I mean? It's too tame, it's too cartoony, blah blah blah. Right. You know what I mean? I love the theme. The theme gets me really excited. I really want to hear more about killing, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. <laughs> I love like, uh, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love the theme of a guy who murders women and is trying to get away. But when do we get to killing all the broads? Know what I mean? That didn't seem to come up in the game. So two out of ten. You know,
0: I'm gonna go pick up a copy of Mister Ted Bundy instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right.
1: I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, put wigs on all of my my lamps and and you know draw <laughs> uh, and and women's uh, fake eyelashes on them and then just like hit them. You know. <laughs> just like, some... oh my god! You know what I mean? Just, I, I think this gonna... is a game. You you just played a game within review on this, Andrew. But I think this is a game of Mister Jack within the review section of a board game website. You know what I mean? It's just like a bunch <laughs> of sociopaths hiding in plain sight in a in a yeah, board these... game review page.
0: These people are typing their reviews and then uh, hitting send, and then immediately turning around, putting some lotion in a basket and
1: like anyway. exactly yes yeah it, they have they have they got tons of lotion, tons of baskets is what I'm saying, Andrew. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Now moving on to a little bit less sociopathic uh, stuff going on. There's a person who gave it a five out of ten. They said good production value and theme. Hmm. But anyway, sorry, I keep. They keep talking about the theme. No good, <laughs> good, good, no, good production value and theme, they say, but not enough complexity to bring me back. I donated it to a local language arts classroom in which the teacher does a Sherlock Holmes unit. Okay, cool, dude. Give children a game about a man who mutilated at least five prostitutes. Yeah, go ahead. That's a good <laughs> idea. He's like, you know, this wasn't for me. I'm going to give this murder game to uh, a classroom.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. That's great. Um, Andrew, I, this person
1: gave it a 6 okay. out of 10. They said, well, I tried to sell it to my wife, but no. Tried to sell it to my kids, no. So I sold it to a friend. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I think... I don't even know. See, part of me is like... I think what he's trying to say is he like ch- tried to sell it to them, like tried to talk it up so that they would play it. <laughs> oh, but I, then see, he says, I see. But then he says that he sold it to a friend. He said he couldn't... I don't know, man. It it sounds to me like he's really he was trying to sell this game to his wife and his kids, like monetarily. You know what I mean? Which I love. Right. It's like he's he's like, "Honey, would you give me ten bucks for this game?" You know what I mean? And she's like, "No, well, I we I own it technically. It's in this house. It's in the same house as me. No, no, I'm not gonna no. give well, money you money for it."
0: They all have separate bank accounts, and so it's, what it is. it's it's a kind of a micro economy that they're doing in there. It's just somebody yeah. who really loves, you know. Um, just a,
1: fi- a finance freak just one of those right. finance uh, <laughs> right, exactly. nasty nasty finance people you know what I mean
0: just loves to like uh, you know really lean into it when he's got more money than his family members like oh well record y- yeah.
1: yeah kid has to wear a collared shirt every day you know what I mean <laughs> Andrew this person gave us a 6.5 out of 10 and they said seems like a decent game after two plays but with that said I am having trouble seeing the Ripper actually winning a game I'm sure as I play a couple more games strategies will begin to present themselves. Update. JTR actually won a game. Okay, Andrew, let's not make a nickname out of this horrifying man, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't apply the Jonathan Taylor Thomas JTT treatment to uh, a notorious insane murderer, you know what I mean? Don't go around calling him JTR, you know what I mean? <laughs> like not trying to not trying to have my daughter buy a magazine for its fold out JTR poster, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: It'd just be a big uh, question mark. It's like,
1: yeah, unknown. right, right. It's somebody's best guess. It's just William Gull, and they're like, maybe, maybe it's him. Maybe it was him. <laughs> just an <laughs> old physician in black and white, and <laughs> my daughter's like, he's dreamy. It's like, oh no, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta move. I don't know what's going on with <laughs> <laughs> this house is haunted. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten, and they said homemade copy of Mister Jack, and that's all they said. Uh, I hope and pray, Andrew, that what this person is saying is that they, they didn't have enough money to buy the game, uh, so they just made one at home. Not that they didn't have enough money to buy the game, so they just started murdering people and (laughs) trying to escape the cops, you know what I mean, using street lamps, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, I would be impressed if somebody made this. I mean, there's a lot of little components in this. Um. Yeah. People are, uh, ingenious I would be less... yeah, I would be less impressed in, in if somebody took it to real life.
1: <laughs> uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. And by the way, I never really say what the username is of these people, uh, but I, I am going to this time. uh Because this person's username is Guantanamo. <clears throat> oh, <boy. laughs> and their review is smell colon smiley face. <laughs> so okay, Andrew. This person, I I did look into them further because I uh, I you had have to, to know. Yeah. And they yeah. do in fact rate their games on how the game smells. Okay, so oh, that they can go back and wow. smell the good ones whenever they want uh, is my guess. But uh, there, wow. it's it's like an emoji. You know what I mean? Scale for the smell of the game. And uh, and I think I think if I read their scale correctly, wow. it goes goes from like you know it smells bad or whatever to like it smells has that great old game smell or something like that. You know what I mean? So they're, they're taking big whiffs of these games. And then their review is mainly or solely just about the smell of the game. So um, <laughs> I don't know. And now why did he say this one was only a 6 out of 10, even though it was a smiley face for the for the smell, Andrew? He didn't say. Uh, wow. So I can only guess that it's because it caused the harsh realization that he wasn't the first one to come up with the idea of killing and mutilating five women, Andrew. This guy's a real, <laughs> giving off real sociopath vibes, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's the wow. game smeller.
0: Yeah, this is, um, this is amazing to me. Maybe we should um, look up this Guantanamo person's... Uh you know history and and add all this stuff to our leaderboard it's like you know we have a smell column on our leaderboard that's
1: a basically. good point we may maybe we should install a smell column on our leaderboard yeah yeah yeah. i don't know i maybe maybe not i'm gonna i'm gonna have to <laughs> chew on it tonight andrew and and try to think about whether i want to take advice uh, from a guy named who uh you stole the username guantanamo know what i mean and feels good about that <laughs>
0: um yeah that's a little bit um a little bit disturbing. All right. This just is, this just is at brilliant. the end
1: of every podcast we go. And once again, just want to give a shout out to Guantanamo for, uh, you know, giving us the idea for the smell for the smell chart. <laughs> just. Oh, my God. Andrew, We're this person gave that. it a seven out of ten. They said no comments. So this person's pleading the fifth here, Andrew, which is an interesting <laughs> idea for a review. Okay, Maybe maybe a little concerned that they could be tried in in court. You know what right. I mean? Yes. A, yeah. a court of law for, like, uh, tr- getting tried for aiding and abetting Jack the Ripper by every time they play <laughs> this game. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, you know? That's right. Somebody, um, you know, the judge being like, slamming his gavel down, blank, blank, blam. You know what I mean? Being like, you have helped a serial killer escape 20 times or whatever. And it's like, it's just a board game. Sorry, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Andrew, this person gave it a 9 out of 10. They said, I don't play as Mr. Jack very well. And then in uh, brackets it says, I'm the world's worst liar. But thoroughly enjoying playing the detective. Andrew, you never have to lie in this game, Andrew. The only thing you ever have to say is whether you're seen or not seen. And that is you can't lie during that part. So I don't know why being a terrible liar would matter at all in this game. The only way I could see that mattering is if every time this person moves a character... They say, and I'm just gonna move Jack the Ripper here, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> Just like giving too much information, you know what I mean? Uh maybe, the person, and to...
0: maybe their one friend that they play against is always breaking the rules and just just saying, you know, Oh, are you this person? No, are you this person? Right. No. Yeah,
1: that could be. <sighs> and they're like, Oh, you know I'm not a good liar, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that person's a great liar, you know what I mean? They they're completely throwing the game. Andrew, this person gave it a 9 out of 10, and they said, as long as you accept it's a hard life for Jack, a great game. And that is a good point, Andrew. You uh, you will like this game, you know what I mean? If your main concern is that Jack the Ripper has had a really hard life and deserves <laughs> to just keep working his stuff out and doesn't deserve to go to jail, you know what I mean? This is the, <laughs> right. this might actually be one of your favorites at that point. <laughs>
0: I think maybe they mean that it's hard to play as Jack. Uh, Oh,
1: you can't can't know for sure, though, you
0: know? One thing we didn't say is the detective usually does win, especially with beginners. Uh, And I know that as you get better at this, Jack will win more, but, uh, yeah, Jack usually loses.
1: Yeah, it is is essentially a long game because there are eight rounds, and the detective has a lot of time to slowly kind of, like, reduce the amount of possible suspects over time. I read it was, like...
0: Even with, like, experienced players, it's like 60-40.
1: Well, Andrew, that sounds like maybe a con for the game, but why don't we get into all the pros and cons?
2: Pros and cons.
0: Pros and cons. All right. Uh, It's been a while since we talked about the pros and cons of a game, and this segment we're going to, well, what else? We're going to go over the pros and cons of uh, this game. So that's right. What what, what do you want to
1: start with? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with the category of art in this game, Andrew. Um, Mm. You know, as we know, Piero, his uh, terrific story from going to an unknown to uh, rags uh, to riches, rags to riches, if you will. Um, The pro for the uh, artwork, I think is I think they're very nice illustrations. I like. Uh, what this man did with the artwork on this you know the, that one reviewer said it's way too cartoony but I i disagree my friend I, I'd rather not see you know uh, I don't know a black and white photo of somebody this is right. just fine these are these it's are really not, not you know this yeah. is not care bears you know what I mean these are just uh,
0: <laughs> right.
1: these are just slightly hyperbolic you know facial features or something like that it, it they looks just been, fine
0: they could have been anthropomorphic foxes okay so right, let's kind of things here.
1: Yes, exactly. So I I think this, these look great, honestly. It's, it's, it's essentially like a comic book or a graphic novel or something like that. They, they look uh, – it's really nice. And the color palettes are nice and the board is nice. Everything about that is nice, I think. And they did a good job uh, presenting the characters, specifically Piero, presented them as – so they could look either guilty or not guilty in the same picture. You know what I mean? Like nobody yes. looks totally innocent. Nobody looks totally guilty, which I think actually – is hard to do honestly so um i think that was a very conscious decision so the fact they pulled it off i think is very much a pro the con i would say andrew is that um in every game one of them is a terrible serial killer that you're helping to escape (laughs) you know even if they don't look like it so that's the con i'd say
0: i think the pro for me all everything you just said but um i just think the art really fits the theme very well like the time period and all that it just seems like uh Kind of like, a, you know, it's dark and light, and it's kind of smoky, and I, I just like it. it. You feel like you're almost in one of those back alleyways, you know, in uh, yeah, in London. Um, I guess a con, it really, there wasn't much for me. I, I don't know if this goes along with the artwork, but some of the symbols on the cards, for, for me, I'm just dumb. But a lot of those symbols where it says, like, if you do their superpower before or after they move, and blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, I thought they were confusing, and I always had to read, like, which one... Yeah, maybe it's powers. not the
1: most intuitive iconography on the cards, right, basically. Right. That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, Andrew, so, it, the pieces themselves I wanted to talk about, because I think a pro is that they are kind of like nice wooden round pieces, and they are fun to move around. There's a very kinetic element to it, you know, where you're yes. moving these tiles all around a... You know, and even like the street lamps are tiles that you move around and the manholes are tiles that you move around. They're cardboard. They feel good. Police cartons things like that. You're moving all these things around the board, shuffling all these things around. It feels good. I think it's I think they did the, a good job with that, making all these pieces in the way that they did. The con I would say with them is that when you're moving the pieces around, uh, one of them is a terrible serial killer that you're helping to escape. <laughs> that's I'm going to say that's the con. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Okay. Good con. I would say uh, the pro I, I like. <laughs> you got me on this. Maybe this is more artwork. Um, is when you when you decide that the uh, person is innocent, you can flip it over, and then it's kind of like a lighter color. Um. Right. So I, I really, for some reason, I like that. It just kind of like narrows it down visually. So you don't have to remember. You don't have to write it down like in Clue. It's just like, oh, I know these people are innocent. It,
1: it almost yeah. kind of grays them out almost. basically. Yes. It goes into like a monotone. In it, and so you can be so that when you look at it, you you know for sure that they are not active in the game anymore,
0: essentially. Yeah. So um, I guess a, a con for the pieces, and this was just like in the design of the thing. Um, Pete and I, we were talking about this when we were playing, right, Pete, is that... All of the – this is the same guess who problem. All of the pieces in here are men except for there's one lady in there, Miss right. Stealthy, which, of course, Miss Stealthy. That's not even a real name. I mean, come on. Uh, it's just yeah, like they all have, her. like,
1: full names, basically. <laughs> and then she is just called, you know,
0: Miss fanta- Stealthy. She has zero backstory, too. It's just like she's stealthy. You know, it's, it, all the yeah. other ones are very fleshed out characters. Right. Um, and she's not. So I think that's a big, big con with this one. Yeah, definitely.
1: Now, Andrew, the board here, the pro is that it's thoughtfully designed, plenty of spaces to move around. We talked about how there are sewers that you can kind of jump into and then suddenly appear on the other side of the board, which is really cool. The exits are spaced out thoughtfully so that they're not super easy to get to, but they're also kind of not hard to get to necessarily um the the lamps are spaced out really well so that you know they i think they put a lot of thought into and probably play tested the heck out of like different prototype boards to see what you know had the most variety for moving around it while still keeping balanced right um so i thought they would did a very good job with that The con, I would say, is that the multitude of the spaces and the lamps, the sewers, the exits, they all help a terrible serial killer escape, so that's a con, (laughs) I'd say, for that
0: one. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) Okay, so uh, how about the rulebook, though, Pete? Uh, I think a pro for the rulebook is that it's very short, um, and you really... You really don't need it too much after your first game, um, at, yeah. which is stated in the rulebook. It's like after your first game, you won't need this rulebook. Um, yeah, I need I need a little bit to know the uh, the way that the special powers work, but really, it's uh, it's quick and easy, simple read. I like it. Um, yeah, absolutely.
2: Th-
0: I'd say a con is it needs a little bit better pictures uh, in there. You know, it's, uh, we I had to watch a video to like really get a good idea about how this game works before we played. Um, 'Cause I just think that there weren't enough diagrams to really show some of the some of the things. So but that's a that's a nitpick thing. I think it's it's nice nice job.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean I my pro for the rule book is that they definitely trimmed the fat on this one. It really gets right down to business. And I think it's very clear and concise, honestly. So it's like Yeah. I think it's uh maybe 4 pages max you know what i mean it's it, it could you could unfold it and it's just like one big piece of paper basically that it, yeah. it, it would fit on so i mean it's um they're just like this is it you know like a little bit of backstory and it's like you can do this all these players can do this you do that you do this game over baby you know what i mean it doesn't yeah. uh, it doesn't have a lot of fluff in it basically which i which i appreciate You know what I mean? Getting right down Mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. I'd say the con is probably that it's a bit bland, you know, like you said. um, Doesn't have uh, a lot of exciting pictures on it or anything like that or things that, like, show off the gameplay necessarily. And also it teaches a game where one of you helps a terrible serial killer escape, Andrew. That's probably Uh, a big con (laughs) for the rule book. It kind of gives you steps for how to get a serial killer out of town. (laughs) Right. Whoa. Pete, I'm hearing a
0: knock on my door here. Did you hear that? Uh Uh-oh. Well, that's not me, Andrew. I'm here at my house. Oh, man. I hope it's not a serial killer. Uh, Don't open that door, Andrew. (laughs) I'm opening it. No. It's just just Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Hey, well, come on in,
1: Dr. Fraser Crane, and help us count down the top ten phrases that you'd hear somebody say while playing Mr. Jack. Number ten. Watson. Watson, we got Watson here. See, nobody cares.
2: Number nine.
1: I'm going to choose to be Sherlock Holmes this round and use my special power of having about a million different pieces of media made about me.
2: Number eight.
1: Oh, hello. Is there a Mrs. Jack?
0: Hmm?
2: Number seven.
0: I'm going to head into the sewers to use turtle power.
2: Number six. Miss
0: Stealthy with the manhole cover in the dark alleyway.
2: Number five.
0: I'm going to
1: use the physician character to do what physicians are known for, teleporting across the
2: board. Number four.
0: My dear Watson, the game is afoot. No, the game is Mr. Jack. Yeah, it's made out of cardboard.
2: Number three. As a criminal,
1: it's devastating that one of my weaknesses is being exploited. I'll never exit through a space that the police have roped off. Number two. Okay, game night is over. Put Mr. Jack in the box.
2: Number one.
1: I'm going to use Inspector Lestrade and use the power of making roughly one half of the characters in this game
0: from Sherlock Holmes for some reason. Hey, everybody. We're going to take a quick time out from the regular show to tell you about a little something called Patreon.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to look, uh, look
0: this up on the internet, Andrew. Tell me more. (laughs) <laughs> we now have a Patreon where you can pledge some money to show us your support, help us kinda keep the lights on around here, and, uh, guess what? There is, at the very introductory level, only $2 a month, you get access, as a thank you, you get access to a monthly bonus episode. More of Pete and I talking about uh, board games and really just anything else. We kinda go off script every month, um, from our regular show. It's It's a lot of fun plus Wait, Andrew are you yeah. telling me
1: that for the um, uh, measly less than a co- less than a, a cup of coffee uh, and I give you that every month I get access to
0: even more show that other people don't have access to that's right plus you also get access to some Pete and I streaming us playing some board games every month, so you get uh, a little bit of interaction what? with us there. Yeah, you can even chat I get us.
1: To, I get to look look at you, look at your faces, and watch you watch how bad you are at board games, like in real
0: time. It's so fun. So you get this. Plus, there are other levels where you can get other great stuff. So check us out at Patreon.com. That's right, Patreon, which is of course
1: P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com forward slash two can play that game podcast
0: chess break okay it's time to take a little little break from serial killer talk and talk a little bit more about chess
1: yeah that's right good old-fashioned medieval
0: killing chess that's right that's right when you could when you could stare your stare your murderer right in the face and that's uh, right you know right in the helmet that's right um, this is our this is our ongoing game of chess which has been going on for far too long we play one move on every episode and uh, Pete is it my turn this this week I believe so Andrew okay well here is my move you ready it, yeah. I am moving my pawn and my pawn is gonna be taking your knight that's on E4 what? yes how embarrassing Well, that's not and a good your, trade at all your knight just got just got taken by a little puny peon so there you go
1: yeah well you know uh a peon if you will uh peon me andrew you know
0: uh (laughs) now i know you have some sort of retaliation for that but i'm not gonna let you do it no yeah i'm not gonna let you do it because uh we gotta wait till next show for you to make that move and we're gonna get moving on with the show in fact we can't let you make your move right now because my phone is ringing
1: oh don't pick it it's up, an Andrew. Al- it's a serial killer.
0: <laughs> I answered the phone, and they said, "They said the killer's in the house." You know, they said, "What's your extreme. favorite movie? What's your favorite scary movie?" Right. What's your favorite scary movie? That's it. Yeah. But
1: it turns out it's not a serial killer at all. That was just a question from uh, one of our acquaintances. It's a qu- time for an acquaintance calling. Acquaintance call-in. Yep, that's right. It is acquaintance call-in time. And, Andrew, you know in this segment we talk to someone who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But for our show, Andrew, that would just be disingenuous, wouldn't it? So let's talk to an acquaintance, just someone we know. Andrew, who do we have on the line tonight?
0: All right. Tonight on the line, we have a familiar voice on the line tonight. We have our old acquaintance uh, Dan Corkery here to talk to us about this game and uh, eagle-eared listeners will remember Dan from a previous episode. Dan, welcome to the show. Yeah, Dan, thanks for being hey, thanks. on the show, Dan. Thank you
2: guys for having me back. I really uh, appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And now, Dan, you have um, cleared this for our listeners before, but just in case we've got some new listeners, we uh, and, and they're real diehard about this as they usually are, we just got
2: to make sure with you, we're not friends, right? We're just acquaintances? no yeah i thought maybe after last time i was on we might have had some kind of a vibe but we haven't really oh, talked since then well I think oh, you guys okay you thought kind that of... maybe
1: that was a positive that was a positive thing we got closer to friendship that last time okay interesting
2: no no i would think you guys kind of seem mad at me but i feel and i feel bad about it but oh okay i got gotcha. you right well and that that brings up a good point is that
0: um last time we had dan on there was a little bit of a a mix up here we were talking about a game called twixt and he thought we were talking about the candy bar twix and it kind of like you know ruined the entire episode but that's okay uh we decided you know we wanted to bring it back for another chance so that we could actually have a real conversation about board games this time you know
1: right and unfortunately you know that time um we could not we had no choice but to keep the interview in. You know what I mean? So even right. though it was ruined, we uh, it still had to be in the episode. So
2: Yeah, my internet was being so weird. I'm sorry. That's probably what happened with the last time.
0: Yeah, okay. Your internet was, was being real weird. Okay. That made you think that it was Twix Candy Bar instead of Twix Board Game on a Board Game Podcast. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We,
2: we switched providers, so I won't say from what to what. I don't want to.
0: Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Please. Yeah, yeah. I we wouldn't want to be smirch anybody's name. Know what I mean? Don't want to throw dirt on anybody's name out there. Um, the little guys that provide the internet for us. I get it for sure, Dan. Uh, now, Dan, you did uh, you did play this game, right? In preparation,
2: just making sure you can understand why I would want to make sure, right? Yes, I I absolutely played it. Um, it was it was great uh i had a good time i'm having a good time and you know i'm still kind of playing it right now in a sense i wish i could i I wish i could stop playing it actually
0: oh okay well Well, i don't know
2: what that means but okay
1: i mean uh you're here with us on this call uh so i mean maybe you're playing it in the
0: background but interesting that's Hmm. cool so so just be sure it's mr jack the board game we've played it you're okay all right good so sounds like we're we're on the same page here Mm -hmm. okay all right so what'd you think of the game dan let's talk about it
2: well I I really enjoyed it. Um, It kind of reminded me of um, Clue. Uh, I really like I like the theme as well. I think they did a really nice job with the theme on it. okay. now
1: we're talking, Dan. That's that's great. Um, This is already off to a much better
2: start than last time, Dan. So what (laughs) what were some of your favorite mechanics in the game? Oh, that's a great question uh, i think i i really enjoyed how each character had their own sort of special abilities uh it gave me a lot to think about you know on each turn uh there's so many different choices really um it, it makes yeah. you weigh your options and and that's that's something i was i was going to look for in a game so
0: yeah wow yeah that's actually we were kind of thinking the same thing you know i just i just think that's uh that's a really uh,
2: astute observation there about this game it's it's uh, makes it mm. fun right hmm yeah, it's a great game. I mean, they gave it an element of realism uh, that I found familiar. Oh, okay. The um, this game, Mister Jack, it was coming off as kind of like
1: a familiar theme for you. Okay, it was kind of weird the way you said that, but uh, here we go. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. I mean, well, maybe Dan is, is what you're talking about, like uh, some sort of special attach, uh, some sort of special connection that you have with this game, Mister Jack. Obviously, you know, it's Jack the Ripper famous murderer you know in london or something like that but um what's your intimate knowledge connection with it you know what i mean are you like a victorian london fan are you like a historian you know
2: what i mean something like that oh um i don't know what victorian is no i'm not really a i'm not really a history guy oh uh
0: well then what else i mean what's the connection then because that's kind of that's why we brought you on the show i mean you said you had some sort of connection to this game well, I'm currently running from
2: the police. I'm on the run, uh, or lamb, I don't know. what? Uh wait, I'm sorry. Did you just say that you you're running from the police and
1: also on the lamb?
2: Yes, yes. So I really felt like this game was uh was similar to sort of my everyday life. It was r- relatable. Wait, hope wait.
0: You're so you're you're currently want- wanted? Wait, for murder?
2: No, 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 it's just um, it's just tax evasion. I just don't think I should have to pay my taxes, okay, Dan, <sighs> Dan, now listen up, Dan,
1: because this is not the kind of connection that we were hoping for, Dan. This was going really nicely until now.
0: I'm not even sure we should be talking to you right now with this. I uh, <laughs> can't believe this happened. Come on, Dan. You got it. We got to have a, a straight
1: talk next time, Dan, about the board game. I don't want to have you on because you are on the run
2: from the police, like the guy in the board game. Guy, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't mean to screw up the show. I I again. just want to play games. I I didn't mean to screw up the show again. I okay. thought Twix was was a write off, a tax write off.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we do know well, you. And you, I you never
2: buy a lot of that. So. And I never filed. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Well. All right. Well. Good year, luck with all of that, Dan. You every know what year I mean? I'm supposed to say taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. Sorry. I'm in a um, I'm in an well, Arby's nobody wants on to I-81. pay
1: taxes, Dan. Okay. But we all do. Okay. You, so it's kind of. I mean, yeah. Maybe you are kind of like Jack the Ripper because you're killing you, the country's chance at doing something nice with our tax money, Dan. Can
2: you cut cut that? I said that I was on I-81. I'm not yeah. on I-81
1: okay oh okay um uh, <laughs> well then uh unfortunately for you the police are also a part of this call so uh yeah it's sovereign uh, citizen i'm
2: a, you're a sovereign so- citizen okay you,
1: well i knew that about you dan that's I, it's, it's all over your walls You've, you're draped in a don't tread on me flag uh and gadsden are, flag yep it, this, oh the as the gadsden flag okay so now you're giving it a, a, a cute nickname okay dan Listen, Dan, we wish you luck with everything with your Gadsden flag and I-81. Whoops. My bad, Dan. Sorry. Let it slip again. Okay. Um, yeah. But this is not what we're looking for for our board game podcast. Thanks very much.
0: We got we got to get going here to the rest of the show. Okay. Love you. That's Dan Corkery, everyone.
1: Well, there we go. Getting fleeced by Dan again. Um I think we'll figure it out one of these days, though, Andrew. Anyway, you know something else I figured out, Andrew, is how to make this game the life of the party.
2: Life of the party.
0: Ooh, we are going to be turning this game into a fabulous party game. That's right. Even though we know that all you listeners out there are not going to any parties, okay, because you're all a bunch of lonely suckers with one friend. But uh, Mm -hmm. just for fun, right? Just for just a thought experiment here. How can we turn Mr. Jack into a fun party game?
1: Yeah. Andrew, here's my idea. I'm going to turn it into a game where I have an agreement with the host of the party. As long as they can correctly guess which room I'm in, I stay Mm -hmm. at the party. But as soon as they lose track of me, Andrew, I am out of there, baby. (laughs) You know? It might seem right. unbalanced at first because, you know, like they got a lot of rooms or whatever. But most of the time, I'm going to be in the room where the snacks are. So, oh,
0: you know, yeah. if so I if I really want to get
1: out of there, uh, you know, it's I, I'm going to if I if I'm away from the snack table, it, it means that I really want to get out of there. know what I mean? So right, uh, right, right. the best part about this one, Andrew, is that I have playtested this game many times without the host <laughs> of the party even knowing I've. <laughs> This is, this is actually a common game for me. So,
0: Yeah, there you go. Wow, that's great. Um, uh, I think I've actually tried that before, too. I just didn't even realize I was playtesting your game. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, owe me a
1: little bit of money, but not much. Right. Forty bucks. Uh,
0: So when I was trying to think of an idea for this, obviously my mind went right to, oh, you could play this out in real life in your house. You could have some lights on, and you could be like in the, the lit rooms and in the dark rooms. It's kind of like werewolves or something like that Uh, if you ever played one of those kind of social deduction games that might be fun but um no i I think well maybe we could do something like that but really i just i i think that a lot of party games involve drawing right i'm always thinking people are always trying to draw things pictionary kind of things right so maybe once somebody figures out who jack is at the party they have to describe them to the detective and then they have to draw them like a police sketch artist
1: and Ooh, then, I like this.
0: You know, if everybody can guess who it is, then they win. And then that person has to leave or something. I don't know yes,
1: I of. like this. Well, and the best part would be that you got, you got to make sure that the person who's the detective, the police sketch artist is not good at drawing. You know what I mean? Like right. Yes. Because then it's going to be very bad. They're going to be like, they're going to turn it around. And it's going to be like a stick figure. And then you're like, well, how, what do you mean? How am I going to figure <sighs> out who this is based on this? You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's all based on the description, right? It's whatever the person says. Right, so.
1: exactly, exactly. Well, they, their I, they they think head this was is kind very of a big fun, circle.
0: Yeah, their, their head was kind of a big circle, and uh, right. um, they, had, they had, like, two dots for eyes.
1: Right, right. Know. Everybody looking around at everybody's heads, like, measuring everybody's heads <laughs> in their in their mind. They're like, eh, that seems like a big head. I'm going to go with Big Head Bob
0: or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Pete, uh, you know... The, that all sounds like a lot of fun, all that partying and stuff. Um, I, I can't think of a segue into this next segment, so I'm just going to come out and ask. Uh, how many murderers?
2: How many murderers?
0: Yes, that's right. It
1: is the return of uh, one of our favorite segments, How Many Murderers. It's been a little while since we've gotten this one back in there. This is the one where we estimate how many of the characters in this game are guilty of the crime of murder.
0: Yeah, Pete. I was a little bit surprised when I saw this on the uh, the show notes for today. Um, we did this really? way back with we did this way back with Guess Who, you know? We Guess were trying to Who, figure out, yes. Like, how exactly. many of those characters were murderers? You know, it's mm-hmm, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: in this one, Andrew, I believe yeah. it's probably just one. We had multiple people back in Guess Who time, but I think this one it's just one. But I don't know which one it is, Andrew.
0: Right? Yeah, that's kind of the. That's like the point of the game. You're supposed to figure there's one person who's the murderer. You're trying to figure out who they are. I'm honestly No,
1: no, 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 no. Now, don't go distracting me, Andrew, because I have almost cracked this one. So just shut up for a second while I think about this one. Okay. I'm not, um, try, I'm, I'm almost sh- there.
0: I've got it down, down sh- from eight to four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, right. Yeah, it sounds like you're just playing this game. I'm not quite sure why you put this segment in here. Like It could be any of them, right? The, I mean... If you play this game enough, they're all going to be murderers, really, but but not at the same time. Also,
1: Andrew, it might just be one in this game, but let's face it, it's a pretty bad one. Know what I mean? If you ask me, I'm, you know, hot, uh, uh, unpopular opinion or whatnot, but uh, I think Jack the Ripper's pretty terrible, man. So uh, it's he's essentially, it's essentially, in my opinion, Andrew, kind of like the entire cast of Guess Who rolled up into one.
0: Oh, well yeah this we can agree on i think um yeah that's a good point <laughs> um <laughs> but again um you're just kind of stating obvious things here so i don't i think this is all things that the audience already knows about
1: yes we can agree on that andrew but can we agree <laughs> on this two could play this game but should they
0: Two could play this game,
1: but should they?
0: Okay, good. I'm glad that went into two can play this game, but should they? I was, I thought it was going to be agree on this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the part of the show where we have to decide, uh, you know, how sure we are that two people should play this game. We're going to give it a rating from zero to one hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a big, this is a big moment here.
1: Absolutely, Andrew. Andrew, I'm going to start off by saying that I am seventy-five percent sure. That two people should play this game, Mr. Jack. Andrew, I like this game. You know? Yeah. I like everything about it. I like deduction. I like moving folks around the board. Like I said, I like the random chance of drawing cards and then making actions based on that new information that you have. You know what I mean? It Mm. just isn't my favorite thing to do with my time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy it but it didn't really get me excited. I would play it with you anytime, and I think we will play it again in the future. Uh, I think it's kind of a cool, puzzly game. So there's definitely... I'm going to be in the right mood, basically, for this game at some point, and I'll want to pull it out. But sometimes I won't be, you know what I mean? And sometimes... And I'm not going to be spending my days thinking about it necessarily. Plus, obviously, you know, there is the whole serial killer thing. Luckily, it doesn't come up (laughs) very often. So if I don't think about it, I can kind of get past it and just treat it like a puzzle game. You know what I mean? But uh, the, the good thing is, it's not a huge time investment. You know what I mean? It does actually move pretty quick. Honestly, you can get you can get in a, a bunch of games in a row if you want, and still feel like you got time to do other stuff. So uh, I know we'll pull it out again. I know we'll play it again, but it's not going to be something I'm I'm hungering for all the time. You know?
0: Right, right. I um I kind of agree with you. The theme. It's funny because the uh, the the Jack the Ripper thing. It's like um they could have easily just made this Sherlock Holmes and just had it, like that one reviewer said, it could have just been some simple crime that they're trying to figure out who did it, but instead they right. went with, they kind of half went with Jack Furman. Now, I, I think that's a good idea for a different reason than that reviewer. That reviewer wanted more gore, gore in, the, uh, in the game and uh yes I just think, that's right like you know less let's let's bring it back you know but uh no i i i same i really like this game i found it kind of addictive like after you play one it's like all right let's set it up again let's do it again um and each Yeah, time there there was different. even a time
1: when we were playing at Andrew where you're like, "All right, I got to go." And I was like, "But what if you didn't go?" And we played one more. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like that's got to count for something, you know what I mean? Cuz like some love, of these games we've played love, and, and Pete and I and, have this And you were tradition. like, "Hey, I actually have another hour left or whatever." And I was like, "No, you probably don't. You probably got to get out of here,
0: right?" You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Pete and I have this kind of tradition when we play board games. It's like when we when we really love a game, but we only have limited time. we like, let's do speed rules. It's like you can't think about your moves at all. You just got to play it without thinking. Right. Uh, right. We're gonna still... get
1: another game in, but we can't. We don't have a lot of time, so just play it dumb. You know what I mean? Don't play it smart. <laughs> just speed <laughs> right. rules. Play know? it.
0: Play it dumb because it's, it, it's still kind of fun playing speed rules. I like speed rules. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I gave this, did I already say I gave this game 80% is what I'm giving Ooh. this game. Uh, so right around your your neck of the woods there, you gave it 75 on yeah. my 80. I just, uh, I found it very addictive. I think, again, the theme is a, not too, it's not too bad. It's just a little off-putting.
1: Okay, so you're on the record as saying that Jack the Ripper a little, is, is quote-unquote a little off-putting? Okay, sure, that kind of no, seems a little.
0: No, 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 no. that's maybe not. Maybe a bit of an understatement,
1: I, but okay. That's no, not what I
0: meant. just going to go ahead and
1: just kind of quote you the, here on this one.
0: I would think if they if they really went heavy handed into the Jack the Ripper stuff, then it would be way more than off putting. Yeah, but they, true, true. They they it barely kind of scrapes on it. You just kind of okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I found sometimes like we said, as playing as Jack, it is harder to win, and especially when you're just learning the game because there's a lot to think about with the the strategy of it, and uh, I found that a little bit frustrating as Jack. Um, and the other thing that was a little bit frustrating was moving... I like moving the people around, but it just seemed like you could never really get anywhere. Like, you're supposed to... One of the ways to win is to escape off the board, and that just seems... That seems very difficult. At first, I thought, oh, I'm going to be able to escape, no problem. But it is pretty pretty tough to escape. Um, yeah. The idea that
1: they, pretty much everybody ha- can move three spaces, except for one character, that can move four. So it's like the right. idea that you could escape without someone being able to catch up on you, you know what I mean, and jump right. on your space to accuse you. I don't know. Like you'd have to you'd have to put because if you have one character who's like making distance, the other person's just going to somehow also move another character to make sure that there's not that much distance. You know what I mean? And if somebody is really getting away from everybody else, it's like that's probably jack the ripper so you know what <laughs> right. i mean like it just seemed it, it does seem very hard to to do that that part of it and but the, I, i'm sure it's possible but
0: the other thing is you as playing as mr jack you can't always control your secret identity the other person can control that piece if they pick that card. right so right. it's like you, you're not always it's it's tough you're not always in control of the piece that you want so your strategy has to change on the fly which i do love about this game so i'm not right. saying that the game is bad at all i love this game it's just um it's not the greatest game in the world. It has a few little drawbacks for me, but I love it. I'll play it anytime.
1: 80%. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. There, there can be a little bit of like built in frustration, but like you said, that's, that's part of the game, honestly, because then you have to, yeah. um, you know, uh,
0: recalibrate after that happens. That's part of the game. That's so, right. all right. Speaking of well, Andrew, cali- <laughs> speaking of calibrations, why don't we go ahead and calibrate our two scores here? And, uh, Put them up on the big old leaderboard.
2: Leaderboard.
0: Okay, Andrew, let's take a
1: look at where Mr. Jack falls on our leaderboard. You gave it an eighty. I gave it a seventy-five. Average that out. You get a seventy-seven point five,
0: Andrew. We are officially seventy-seven and a half percent sure that two people should play Mr. Jack. Um, That's right. Put on the leaderboard. Well, it puts it right
1: above the our beloved Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack, oh, you know. Oh, that, that um, hurts actually. I, that does yeah. hurt a little bit, but of course there are fifteen others above that right now too. So <laughs> right. that's kind of that was kind of our own. We're reaping what we sow there, uh, and it puts it right under Skulk Hollow, um oh, which right. is another thing full of murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's more like warfare. Uh, yeah. Fantasy, well, fantasy murder.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. those huge guardians bleed or not, but
0: <laughs> well, Mr. Jack is now number fifteen on our leaderboard, so it's just just barely in the top half at seventy-seven mm-hmm. and a half percent. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's appropriate, I'd say. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, seventy-seven point five percent is uh, within the top quarter of the available score. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> right. if if I got a seventy-seven point five on my quiz, I'm I'm happy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's right. If I got to eat 77.5% of a pie, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Actually, that's probably the optimal amount of pie, honestly. (laughs) Because then you get to stop
1: before it's too much.
0: Yes, then I'm eating the other percentage the next morning for breakfast.
1: If I'm eating the go, you know, percent of pie, you know, go, uh, of course, sitting at 95 on our percent on our leaderboard, you know, I, I might be having some tummy trouble the next day.
0: That's right. We should we should start referring to all these games as percentages of pies that we're eating. I, I love this now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's going to change the dynamic, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Andrew, I think that's a very cool idea. But my question for you is, are we cool?
2: Are we cool?
0: Great question, Pete. Uh, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down
2: after mm. playing Mr.
0: Jack? I, okay. um, I think um, – I don't know. I, I, I think we're plus two. I said we're plus two. Okay. I think it's okay. – uh, I'm still feeling good after this game, win or lose. It's uh, – I don't know. It's kind of um, – it's like, a, oh, you got me, but, hey, good good show. You know, good show. Yeah, show yeah, yeah, like. yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And you know, as we talked about just uh, just earlier, you do kind of oftentimes want to just set it right back up and go again. So I think that's yes. a, a a good feeling to have, I, I, even if you lose. So I also said up one point, Andrew, plus one. So hey, that's right. a, that's a net plus three to our friendship after this extremely gruesome uh, back backstory to this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we are still cool. So that's great. Yeah. And, uh, Speaking of cool, all you cool listeners out there, um, you know, we hope you tune in next time to our show, right? That's right, unless you get another friend,
1: because in that case, you should tune in to a three-player board
0: game uh, podcast called Threes Tag. That's right. Threes Tag is the podcast where they review three-player board games while playing a game of Freeze Tag.
1: Ah, freeze tag, freeze tag, yeah. Well, I gotta say, Andrew, honestly, because they're always on the run while they're recording, it does result in
0: pretty bad audio, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, you should really just sit down when you're recording a podcast. It's like 101 right there.
1: Take it from Andrew and I, you know what I mean? Podcast (laughs) masters.
0: Right, right. It's also tough to play freeze tag. Now that I think about it, it's tough to play freeze tag with only three people. It's like not... It's a short game of freeze yeah
1: tag, so. yeah 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 that might be pretty rough honestly
0: yeah yeah because there's only one other person left on freeze the other person wow yeah. that's that's war baby <laughs> that's, freeze, tag. freeze tag is heck freeze tag is heck